Hello, 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 hello. I can't even say happy Monday. I've been wanting to all day, but lo and behold, it's not even Monday. Like the holidays still have me a little bit cuckoo at this point, but it's all good. All right. Y'all already know it is me, Coach V, the new love strategist here for 2023. The first time that you are hearing my voice. I hope you all are doing well. Coming before you just for a quick second, because I was trying to clean today and get my life together. And something came to me that I just definitely wanted to share while I have um, a few more minutes before I call it a day as far as this workday is concerned. And I, I want to know what it is that you have and what you're doing with what it is that you do have. Because what I'm realizing is that a lot of times that there are some women who they do when they have, but then they don't and they won't. And I know that sounds crazy and it might not make any sense, but let me explain to you what happened to me the other day. I was in the grocery store and I, I'm one of those like freakishly organized people, like literally the grocery list in my phone, I have to have it organized by the aisles in the store. Like that is just how crazy I can be about certain things. But for whatever reason, when I was in the grocery store, I just kept ending up all over the place. And I saw this lady, um, and I say, well, you know, I saw this I don't want to say chick to say, you know, to be offensive, but I saw this shit, you know, she was probably about my age, same, real cool. And it's like, we just somehow kept passing by each other several times. I don't know why we would look at each other and just kind of laugh because it's like, why are you here? Why do we keep passing each other? Which is funny because and not even trying to get all deep, but at the same time, I knew it was, I knew it was something about her. I just didn't know what, but I always say, you know, just like in the Bible, when it talks about in Genesis, like God always confirms something twice when he's, you know, doing something. And I know a lot of us can relate to that. So when I ended up walking down another aisle, I saw her and she finally approached me and she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean to bother you, but, and she was like literally asking me about a duster. She was like, do you know, like, if this is the duster that is actually used, like you can use these on the ceiling fans, right? And I was like, actually, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's the same exact one that, that I have. So yeah, you, you can use that for that. And well, you know, she thanked me and apologized. And she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, you just look like you would know the answer. Like, I just knew that I could ask you that question. And it's funny because again, I know the answer because I do. I, I have the item that she's speaking of. And it's something that I do know it works. I know it works for what it is supposed to do. The funny thing is, is that I don't use it. The same item that she was asking me about, I do know what I was talking about. I do have it, but I don't use it. So I'm not even going to experience the cleaning of what needs to be cleaned and cleared in my house because the very thing that I've had for some time now, I'm not using it. And what I know is that many of you have questions, you have needs, a lot of you have some dirt, a lot of you have some things from the past, right? There's something about you and maybe it's something that you have or something that you're possessing, right? I talked about it in, in the last podcast that I did sometime in 2022, like what you're possessing, what you possess is important. Like there's something you do. I don't know you, you do, you have, you have it, but you don't and you won't. And it's why I know that 2023 is going to remain the same for many people. I hate even saying that, but while I'm all about motivation, inspiration, transformation, you know, and positivity, I'm going to be real. I'm also a life coach at the end of the day. And what I do know is that there is a certain window that a lot of goals and resolutions end up failing. Okay. 
And so I know that this year is going to look the same for many people. I don't want it to be anyone in my community. Like I don't want it to be anyone in the Sash tribe, anyone that's like in my group, any of the podcast listeners, any of those things. I don't want this year to look the same for you. Two years ago, I was with a man. I loved this man, okay? Like soulmate in a different kind of way. I knew when he was going to call me. Like I could always feel him in my spirit. I would pick up my phone sometimes. I've told y'all before, like I would just look at the phone if I knew he was about to call or whatever else. We would always text at the same time. I literally carried and could feel this man in my spirit, but it wasn't real love. I know that for a fact. It was love, but it wasn't like the love I teach and help my clients with actually, you know, obtaining and winning at. It was a strong soul tie, not a negative one, but it was a strong soul tie. I had the answers, right? I I did. I, I possessed what was needed. I had the wisdom, the knowledge, the education, the certifications, all of the things that God had given me and blessed me with. I have it, but I didn't use it. So therefore, I was not going to win at love, not with him. I need, I had everything I needed, just like that lady asking me about the duster in the store. She's like, you just look like you know. And a lot of times, that is what many of you are like as well. Like y'all just, I know you have what it takes. But a lot, we just, we make some of these decisions repeatedly. See, I knew that that man wasn't for me. But funny because I never wrote the vision that I take a lot of my clients through, right? The important work that needs to be done, I failed to do it myself. And it is why I found myself in, once again, a relationship with an emotionally unavailable man. I love this man. God had already revealed many things to me about this man. So I stayed put even though I should not have. But yet here it is getting frustrated. Now I got all my clients around me dating, right? Got good dating lives, sharing their testimonies, tagging me because now they're booed up, engaged, married, babies on the way, newborn babies, the whole nine, because they knew like the girl in the grocery store, they knew that I had what it, what they needed. They knew I had the answers and I did. But again, the same thing that others knew that I had, I was not using myself. But guess what? The people around, they were using what I was giving them. And that's why they were getting further along. I was in the book of Matthew. I was in Matthew 13. I want to read um, just a couple of scriptures very quickly. I want to look at Matthew starting in 13. I'm going to go down to verse three. It's the parable of the sower. I know y'all are familiar with it. And it says, then he told them many things in parables saying, this is Jesus talking. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now skipping over to verse 18, it says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. Man, those heart issues says what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. Like we get those prophetic words and it's like, ooh, that's for me. Like we're so happy about it, right? But since they have no root, they last only a short time. 
As soon as trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns, it refers to those who hear the word, but the worries of this life, their concerns, their desires, their wants, right? All of those things and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. You know things. That is what I know about you. You know things. You possess some things. You have what it takes to change your life. It's why you hear a prophetic word and it touches you and you're shana now. Like there's that podcast that spoke to you, that post that was just for you, but it doesn't last long. Why? Jesus is telling us why in these passages, why a lot of things are not sticking with you. It makes me also think about the prophet Elijah and the widow in 2 Kings 4, where it was like, okay, like, She's like, hey, they're talking about coming to take my son. Like, what am I supposed to do? My husband is dead. He was like, okay, what do you have? She said, I have nothing except. I have nothing except. What is your except? What do you have? What do you possess? What can you invest now to get what you want and where you want to be? To experience. I love Jesus, okay? I love Jesus and this whole John 10, 10. Yeah, screw the enemy. Steal, kill, and destroy. We know all of that. Jesus says, I have come so that you can have an abundant life. Do you know what abundant means? That means like cup running over, overflowing. Everything is great. He said life. Didn't say abundant finances. Didn't say abundant relationships. Life. Guess what? Life includes all of that thing. He wants you to have an abundant life when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your peace, your joy, when it comes to your relationships, your friendships, that good man that you're wanting to be with, all of that other good stuff. So it's like, what can you invest now to get what you want and where you want to be when it comes to that abundant living and when it comes to life, when it comes to love? Y'all already know. Yeah, I help women win at kingdom love, but I make sure people understand. Don't come to me asking me to help you um, find a man because that's not who I'm about. Okay, like I will teach you to date and yeah, you know, just dating and interacting with men the whole night. I'm not here to help you find a man. I am about women, women, women winning at kingdom love. That is God's love, self-love, real self-love which includes your body, your health, your finances, your social circle, your emotional stability, your mental health, right? Making sure that your faith is right, that you are walking with God, all of that, then to ensure that you have a real relationship and real love with your match. So I finally realized that when I was being disobedient, I had to cut the old guy that I was with out of nowhere. And it's crazy the way a lot of the stuff lines, like the time frame and like, but it was just realizing like, boom, this man cannot give you what you need. You have what it takes. You have what it takes to walk away. You have the knowledge. You have everything. You know that you need to be done with this man. And just like that, I was done with that man. And everything happened so quickly in my life. And I know some people, even some of my close family and friends, when they, you know, when hear me talking about like being in an actual committed relationship, they was like, oh, it took y'all long enough. And they thought I was talking about old dude. I was like, no, I'm actually now with somebody else. That was somebody else that I ended up with, you know, being in a relationship with. I had to cut the old thing that wasn't working in order for me to now be winning with the good man that I have now. The one where I was begging the last man for everything else. I don't have to ask this dude for nothing. I did the work. I invested in myself. 
And I'm not just applying this, you know, just for love and stuff like that. I'm not trying to sell anything as a dating coach. I had to do the work even when it came to my healing, my finances, my children, my vision, my purpose, all of these things. I had to invest in myself. A lot of people want to win, but they don't want to invest. They want a return, but not an investment. <laughs> they think they deserve things because of what they've been through. But if your lessons don't train and transform you, then what do you want to return on exactly? What are you thinking that you deserve if you don't even like there's nothing that you even took the time to invest? You have to invest in you this year. You have to bet on you this year. Now, I don't know what that investment looks like for you. Let's be real, because investment is different for everybody. It might be time. It might be money. It might be emotions. A lot of people are failing to even heal because they don't want to think about everything that's going to come up, whether it's therapy. I've heard I've had ladies even inbox me like, look, I've been waiting to work with you, but I know I got to get myself together emotionally. I'm not ready to face. And I have some ladies who've literally been saying the same things for like some time now. And I'm not going to ever pressure nobody. I don't want anyone working with me until they're ready. But I've had people who are just like, yeah, I've been wanting to work with you, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not ready. And I don't want to fail. I'm like, okay, well, you sit right there where you are. You, this, I've had people who've been saying the same thing to me since 2020 and 2021. And here, once again, we're in a new year. So I don't know what it is, but some people, again, they're just not wanting to invest time. They're not wanting to invest the emotions. Some people money. Now get, I get it. Some people have true, legit money issues, right? There are financial things. I get that. One thing I tell my clients at the same time, because I'm all about seeing my ladies get their paper up too. abundant living again. He didn't call us to be broke. We can't be generous if we broke. That's just not how that works. Going through a financial rough time is one thing, right? Saying, okay, you know, Hey, my money is a little bit funny right now. I can't do that. Cool. I understand that. But when it gets to a point where it's like, you've been struggling for years, that ain't a season. That's now your situation. That's now choices and decisions. What's really going on here? It's time to work for real. Okay. What I do know is that this is a, a new day. This is a new week. We're in a new month. We're in a new year. It was like all of this Sunday was just like everything all at once. Like literally like the first time in several years that is, it was literally the start of a new day, week, month, and year all in one day. There was a reset for many of you that just took place a couple of days ago. And what I do know is that Isaiah 60, 22, it says that God is going to make a nation. He says he's going to make a nation out of the tiniest of families. He says at the right time, he will make it happen. God don't see time the way that we see time, right? Galatians says, do not grow weary that you will reap a harvest if you don't give up what people don't understand and like i'm an expert farmer now just because i've been watching queen sugar okay binge watching like that show is like i already know it's super old okay i'm an expert farmer but all jokes aside what i do know is that planting is easy it don't take nothing to plant it don't take nothing to throw and scatter some seeds sowing is easy if it's good things right i was talking about the twa seeds your thoughts your words and actions those are all seeds your heart, the condition of your heart, that is your soil. So we got to be mindful of what it is that you're planting when it comes to the soil of your heart. 
but it's tending to what's planted so that the enemy doesn't add weeds. It's fertilizing with tears and prayers so that things can actually grow and get watered, right? It's ensuring that you're not giving up. It's thinking about this parable right here and what Jesus is saying in Matthew 13 so that whatever it is that gets planted, you want to make sure that the weeds don't take it, that the enemy doesn't take it. You want to make sure that you don't have any heart conditions that are going to cause the things that you have been planting to not happen. It's making Making sure that you don't give up no matter what. I know <laughs> you've what delayed your healing because of your ex-husband, right? Or you, you refuse to face the pain from your mama, even though it's been festering for over 15 years now. And it's why you've been where you are. I know some women, your daddy has a special place. It's like you're protective of him, but you're angry with others. I went through that with the client, which was interesting because it was like her daddy was an alcoholic. So it's like everybody else was to blame, but she would protect her daddy. I know what some, maybe their daddy was an addict. I have another um, person actually, and her father is deceased. I don't know why that just was coming to me. I have no idea. But I realize that sometimes people are very quick when it comes to like protecting your dad. I know you, you believe that a man is going to be yours and it's why you've been patiently holding on and waiting for years just for him to see. Because God told you that that person was your husband. And it's like God has shown you all that you need to know about that man, but you're thinking it's it's the enemy trying to get in the way of your happiness. He's trying to hijack and sabotage your happiness. Hope Zuckerberg doesn't cut me off for saying hijack. I've been there. And I don't even know, like all this stuff was just coming to me as I'm like even reading the passage, but I know that Something is, is sticking for different people. I know that 2020 brought you some revelations, right? 2020 brought some revelations for you. And this is the year that it shall all come together. You were getting frustrated last year. You were excited in 2021 because of what was revealed to you in 2020. Then you started to get a little bit frustrated last year because it didn't happen in 2022, what was revealed in 2020. This is the year that it shall all come together. What you didn't understand and what it's not always for us to understand is that a lot of times God will show us things, but then at the same time, he wants to see how we are going to wait because patience is the ability to wait well. And a lot of times it's about our character being developed. A lot of you, and I know that myself included, you weren't ready for what was shown, but this is your year. You just got to invest. Again, I don't know what investment is going to look like. Think of investment, the same thing as sacrifice. A lot of times the things that we don't want to sacrifice, we have it. We just don't want to give it up. Well, because what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? What if I don't get a return on this? Faith without works is dead. Yes, right? Bible says that it's useless. But the thing is, is that you have to plant. That scripture is saying that you can have faith all day, but if you're not planting, if you're not actually sowing, if you're not doing good deeds, if you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do, <laughs> that's what a script that's what that scripture is talking about. It's saying not doing good deeds and good works, not it's not talking about making random faith moves and stepping out of the boat. It's not to like actual moves. It's saying, hey, faith is great, but you got to have a little bit more than faith to back it up. What does your heart look like? I want you to do something with what you have. I don't know why the story about this lady in the grocery store and her and that duster, why it triggered and it did something to me. And then reading this parable today, 
but sometimes you, and let me tell you, like I said, she, she wanted to know like, Hey, do you know if this duster is actually like, this is the one that can clean ceiling fans. I'm like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I have that same one. Not only do I have that same duster, but I also have dusty ceiling fans. I'm gonna be honest with you. I am very anal when it comes to my house, right? Like I like my house to look a certain way, but I promise you one thing, I have what is needed to ensure that I don't have dusty ceiling fans, but I have dusty ceiling fans. <laughs> Do something with what you have. What can others detect that you have, but you're in the same place that you've been in since 2018? Each year declaring it shall be your year. Your finances are gonna come together. You're going to catch flights and not feelings <laughs> that you'll be in matching pajamas come the holiday time, right? You and that man. Stop. Let me tell you something. I, I, sometimes I really do. I hate social media. Like that's why I know for me, I said, I knew I was going to be investing in like a virtual assistant and social man, social media manager. Cause I'm, I really don't like social media media because of just, it, it just, it gasses people up with foolery sometimes. And a lot of us, yes, and a lot of Christians, we can be so, you know, we'll go from this live to that live and, you know, and trying to itchy ears and being all over the place. And I, oh, I believe it. I receive it. I declare and decree and all this other different stuff. And we'll let social media fill us up with silly goals or thinking every prophetic word is for us. And yeah, and some of those things are speaking to you. That's the funny part. A lot of things, they are for you. That's why it felt, you felt it. That's why it did something to you in your spirit when you read it, because a lot of those things, it was supposed to do something. But for a lot of you, the word, again, Jesus explains it all starting in verse 18. It says it gets planted, but then the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in your heart. For some of you, it fall on rocky ground. That refers to someone who hears it and they receive it with joy. But since they have no root, the word only lasts a short time. Don't let social media fill you up with the silly goals and everything. Have a plan. Invest now in the life that you know that you truly want to year. This is your year. This is it. This is about to be your season. Okay. If you do the work, one. But also, I didn't say what season. Because a lot of times when someone's like, oh, this is going to be your year. I got a feeling you're going to experience it. Okay, it might be your year, but your year for what? We always think it's the abundant living one. It might be the pruning one. It might be the hard work one. We want harvest, but I know that the harvest season, that is what takes the most work. It might be your year and your season for actual healing. Because it's, it's, isn't it a little bit backwards when we always do the whole... I promise it's going to be my year. I'm going to have me a good man. But you know you got a boatload of issues. <laughs> you know that you have not healed from the past. You know that you have like daddy issues and mama trauma, you know, and stuff like that. It's like you have all these things that you know are present. That's a little selfish and unfair to say, oh, I want a man. This is going to be my year. But you're not talking anything about rewiring your brain, dealing with your heart issues, actually healing or any of those other things. It's like, oh, but I want a man this year. That's not cool. So this might be your season for healing, for preparing, for dating, for having a financial plan, for meeting your match. This is your season. But what season is up to you? What do you have that you need that you're not using? Something that actually can create a clean atmosphere for you and for those around you. Something that you have that can actually that you need to use and it will get the dust off the ceiling fan. And how crazy ceiling fans, the thing that when you turn on and then there's dust, everybody's sick and choking and coughing, whatever else, like things that can actually create a better atmosphere for us in our own homes. 
Because it's never just about us ever. God ain't thinking about just us. He's thinking about our relationships and our connections. That widow needed the oil for her and her son. Some of you need to get your house in order for the relationship that you, you're wanting to be in and about to be in. Doesn't mean that the man is moving in or anything like that. But you haven't even shocked your system and really prepared for what you're praying for. Which is hard because your healing is going to reveal where work and shock is actually needed the most. I'm rooting for you. I'm here for you. I'm working with the small group of women all 2023. I'm excited. The first course in the New Love Language Mentorship Program unlocked yesterday, the road to healing. I'm focusing on those who are serious, those who are ready. Instead of spending my energy trying to convince people why they should work with me or why they should start certain things. I'm thinking about those who want to take what they have and see it become something. Because I love when you think about all these different things in the Bible. I was like, okay, so Jesus actually, he blessed the bread, he broke it and it multiplied. The oil was pouring due to the widow actually doing the work and doing what she was told and thinking about what she had. The bleeding woman broke protocol and went against everything that she was not supposed to do made no excuses because she was going to get that deliverance one way or another daniel was willing to he's like hey i'm going to eat clean and he was actually favored and stronger because of that abraham was obedient he literally went to an unknown place in an unknown land because he wanted to do whatever it was that god was telling him to do the woman at the well the woman who actually came out to do work in the hottest part of the day because she wanted to go when nobody else was going to be there because she was too ashamed because of her reputation. But she came out and had an encounter with, with Jesus when Jesus didn't even have to be there at that well. But Jesus knew what he was doing because he's all about the divine connections. The adulterous woman that was caught red handed and literally thrown at the feet of Jesus. I think about Ruth who experienced poverty. She experienced loss, poverty, gleaning the fields, which means going and actually taking leftovers from people. Boaz is telling them, hey, leave her some extras. She was working hard and found favor. And I say all of those different things in those examples because there are lessons to learn. Those people were either taking what they had, they were investing, they were sacrificing. What are you going to do with whatever you have? The blessings can be shared, they can be blessed, they can be multiplied. You can use what you have to get what you want and need. You can face shame and experience breakthrough. A lot of us, that's why a lot of people don't want to really start the healing or whatever, because they're thinking about the shame. Like I said, woman in the way, I don't like heat. But I can't imagine probably be, if I was that shamed of my past and my present, I would have probably gone out when it was hot too. So that way I wouldn't even have to see anyone. But all because she went and she made that sight. Look at that, just forgiving breakthrough right there in the middle of the day when it was like 400 degrees outside. You can choose an unknown God and experience a life that you never even thought possible. A lot of us believe in God, but we don't believe God. It's like Abraham was obedient because he believed in and he believed. It's like, okay, yeah, God, I trust you. I know, you, I know you're not going to leave me. Okay, you want me to kill my child? Do whatever you want me to do because I know you're not. You can experience a life you never thought possible. Like I said, Ruth lost her husband, her father-in-law, and the brother-in-law. Mother-in-law was just bitter. Even changed her name to, because a lot of us, we, woe was me. Let's put my ashes and I want everyone to see how sad I am. Like, whoa. And here it is. She chose an unknown God because Ruth was a Moabite woman. She's like, okay, I'm going to choose this unknown God. Your God is going to be my God. Your people will become my people. Sure, I'm going to stay right here with you. And she experienced breakthrough in a life that she never even thought was possible. 
You can confess your sins and you can walk in freedom. A lot of us, our breakthrough is literally right on the other side of obedience. It's time to rebuild. It's time to do things differently. Again, I don't know what investing is going to look like for you. I don't know what sacrificing is going to look like for you. This can be your best year yet. So again, I will repeat, this is your year, but what year? I don't know. That's up to you. But it can be one of the best years ever if you say, nah, for real, for real, I'm doing the work. I don't know if it's a gym membership, a savings plan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's therapy. I don't know if it's healing. I have people who are, I've been hearing the same thing. Oh, no, for real, for real. I'm, I'm joining New Heart Academy this year. I'm joining New Love Language this year. We're going to work together, coach, one-on-one. -on -one. I, I hear it all. And I, I want nothing but great for everybody. I hear it all. But a lot of people, they're not ready. They're not ready for the sacrifices. They're not ready for the investments. They're not ready to be obedient. And that's why I say, unfortunately, yes, for many people, that is exactly why this year is going to look the same as it has since 2018, 2019, 20, and 21. Y'all can stay where y'all want. As for me in my house, no, thank you. I'm going to be, I'm just being open and honest as a dating coach, a life coach and a relationship coach. I was not always following my own advice. I like, I was literally taking to like begging the last guy to be like emotionally available. I'd even asked him that last, last year, funny enough. Like I even, I was scrolling back through, like I'd sent him a text, like, Hey, can you be more emotionally available this year? Like, are we going to get it together this year or what? But then I had to check, but I was like, girl, what are you doing? Ugh, bye. Like, yeah, he's all, he's all, but no, get out of here. And let him go. And I was like, okay, next. And been with my little country hunting man ever since. And everything just came easily, naturally. Like, like I said, everything I was begging the last guy for. The deacon at that. I didn't, mm-mm. <laughs> Mother started telling all my business. But I was like, I had to sacrifice somebody who I wanted for years and someone I knew that that was like a soulmate and a different type of connection. Somebody I felt like, oh, God is showing you that this is your husband. God is revealing all of these things to you about this. So you couldn't tell me that me and that man were not going to end up together. But I had to be willing to sacrifice and let him go. And I remember minding my own business, just grocery shopping one day and just even hearing the Lord right there in the middle of food line. But does he fit your vision? I'm like, what vision, God? God was like, don't play with me. The same vision that you take all of your clients through in New Love Language, in New Heart Academy, everything. You didn't even see if he fits your vision. I was too shamed. I just, and at that moment, I just felt like the entire food line was shaking their head at me. <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't. And I think a part of me knew. While we were compatible, and I, I knew that he, but his, I'd already, for years, even when I dated other people, this man here was always in the back of my mind. So I have no regrets because I truly, I'm just going to be completely honest. I believe that I could have easily married another man. I could have gone on, been in a happy marriage the whole nine. I don't, I'm not one to cheat. I don't got time for infidelity. None of that. But I do know that the deacon would have been that man that would have always been in the back of my mind. That what if. So I felt like I still needed to explore it. And I know I feel like God like still had to kind of like show me and well, should I say, allow me to you know date and be with him just to see, look at that. The person that you wanted for all of this time is not even who I have for you. 
Great guy. Amazing guy. Like, if he was out there dating, like, any one of y'all right now, like, I'm just being completely honest. Like, and if somebody was to ever ask me, like, hey, what do you know about this guy? Like, what do you, what do you think about him? I would tell you nothing but great things because he is absolutely amazing. He just was not amazing for me. And I was willing to sacrifice that behind so I could have who I needed. It was hard to let go. Not even going to lie. But I was like, okay, you can stay here and be looking crazy even in 2023. Or you can be done with it. And the day that I decided to be done with it, I want to say like, what, two days later, I was on a date with old boy. <laughs> and that was just, that's just that. And I know that my story isn't going to look like everybody else's, but I just say this just to inspire and motivate and encourage someone that sometimes we are afraid to make a move because we already know it's not good for us. Or sometimes we're thinking that we know better than God. Or sometimes we are trying to hold on to something that reminds me of the little girl in the meme who was holding on to the teddy bear saying, but Jesus, but I love it. And it's like, but God, you know, he had this huge teddy bear behind his back. And sometimes it's like, if you just let go of that thing that you really think is for you, if you would be willing to sacrifice it and give it up. And that can apply to so many different things. So many things. I think about even some of my clients that do startup business coaching with me. They have their methods in the way that they want to run their business. And I'm like, okay, well, if you have all the answers, then why did you hire me as a business coach? You don't want to give up a way that I'm telling you is not going to work. And I've seen some people still in the same places in their business because they're not willing to sacrifice or because they're not willing to invest or they're not willing to be obedient. Those are the three words for the day. I don't know which one you needed to hear. I don't know if you need to hear it's time for you to sacrifice, that it's time for you to invest or that it's time for you to obey. Truth be told, when you think about what those things really mean, it's almost like all three of them really go hand in hand and kind of go together anyway. I don't know which one is for you. But I do know that I was strongly led and urged to do this video slash podcast slash recording. And I know it's for somebody or for several people, because even the thing that God was showing me all of these different scenarios, I was like, those are going to apply to someone who was going to hear it, whether live right now or later on. So I don't know what you need to apply to you. I just really want to see you win. And again, yes, I want to see you win at kingdom love. I want you in love with a good man. But like I said, I am all about under, uh, making sure that my ladies understand what kingdom love is. That it means that you have really taken the time to dwell in God's love. You understand what his love is like and how much he loves you. Because when you do that, it is going to change you. It is going to change the way that you see yourself. It is going to cause you to develop some self-love that is out of this world where can't nobody tell you nothing. I don't mean being, you know, self-centered and egotistical. I mean, loving yourself in a way where you are going to be so on it when it comes to your body, your finances, your emotions, your mental health, your friends, your connections, everything. And once you really know God's love and you really love yourself, it's impossible for you to end up with the man who means you no good. That is how you end up discovering real love. 
I want you winning in all three of those. That is why I call it kingdom love. That is what I want you winning at. That is what I want you to experience. And you might experience it this year, but let's be real. Some of us have more work to do than others. And that is okay. And I think some of us, we spend so much time focusing on how much work we have to do. And that's what overwhelms us. So we try to take shortcuts. Well, I'm going to go around it because going through it takes a little, you know, that just looks a little too scary. But you're not going through it alone. Stop envisioning God being on the other side of the football field and, you know, and that you got to go through Satan in order to get to God. And because you got Satan, who, of course, if he's facing you, that that means he's looking at your past. And he's throwing the fiery darts based on who you used to be, what your weaknesses used to be, the things that used to trip you up. And he's in your mind making you think that you got to go through him in order to get to God. And he's making it look scary. So that's why you keep turning back and going back to the same kind of man that trips you up, the same kind of financial habits, the same poor eating habits that keep tripping you up, the same friends that ain't no good. That's why you keep making excuses for your family. Because, of course, especially in the black community, well, that's family no matter what. You got it. That's still going to be family. Even when nobody else is there, that's family. Okay. I hear you. God is not on the other side of the football field. He is right there with you saying, I got you. Just take the step. Yeah, I know. Like it says, Revelations, he stands at the door, knocks, right? Well, like, we know that he knocks. That's cool. We love Jesus. He's awesome. He does that. Okay. But it's like we still have to open and let him in. When you think about him walking on water, yeah, he was walking towards them, but only one who was willing to do what? Step outside the boat. It's time to get out the boat. It's time to get out the boat. Jesus is like, I'm going to meet you where you are, but I'm not going to let you stay there. It's time to get out the boat. So you got to take that step and decide, okay, it's time for me. What am I sacrificing this year? What am I investing in this year? How am I going to be obedient this year? So that I can really start to win. So that I can start my winning process. Some of you, it might just be, okay, it's really time for me to re like just get serious about my relationship with God. I love talking about our relationship with God. I think just even me being a relationship coach and what I know about healthy relationship elements and components, we need to take that in our relationship with God. Imagine if a lot of us actually operated our relationships the way that we try to handle God where it's just us talking to him only when it's convenient. Imagine being with the man that only talked to you when it was convenient, which is interesting because I see women complain, Christian women who complain about that all the time, about how often a man does and doesn't communicate with them and how often he does and doesn't reach out and all these other different things. I'm like, you mad at him for doing the same thing you do to God. You talk to God when you want to. You believe in him because that's what the Bible tells you. Okay, but do you really trust God? Trust is the most important aspect of any relationship. Faith is saying that you have 100% trust in something or something, right? Well, we know that Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You have to believe that he exists and that he rewards those who actually seek and search him out, right? So it's like, I, we, we have to take even a lot of the relationship stuff and even apply that to our relationship with God and stop treating him like he's some little genie or like he's some little Santa Claus. But when's the last time you really got serious on saying, hey, I want to get intentional about understanding God, about not being selfless and just making everything about me, even in my prayers and conversations? How often do you pray for other people, even the people who hurt you? 
What's that quality time looking like when it comes to God? So much of love languages and everything else. Like, how do you show love to God? Do you spend time with him? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Words of affirmation. How often do you actually just praise God for who he is? <laughs> Compassion. Respect. Loyalty. All of these things that make for a healthy relationship. But we're so busy, like a lot of times, wanting a healthy relationship with a man. Praying to God for it. But not even taking that into our relationship with God. That's sad. And I don't say it to offend because that was me. My relationship with God was very surface level. It was about me, okay, going to him and letting him know, okay, God, this is what I need. This is what I want. And if you could just bless this, and this is what I'm going to be working on next week. Um, hey, God, oh, there's also this guy that I like. So if you could just kind of change these things about him. And um, if not, just, you know, let me know very quickly that he's not the one. And please give me a written response as to why he's not the one. Have that on my desk. Okay, God, well, I love you. I praise you. I need you. I thank you, Lord. Amen. And I was done. Who do we think we are? <laughs> we are crazy. That's what we are. Okay. But I can say these things because that was me. 100%. So again, which word are you going to take with you today? And what, what's, what's it going to mean for you? What are you choosing to sacrifice? What are you choosing to invest? How are you choosing to obey? When you think about Matthew 13 and going back to the parable of the sower, what seeds are you trying to plant but is it either the soil condition of your heart what's causing those seeds to not actually sprout what weeds do you need to get rid of when you think about elisha and the widow and you're like oh my gosh i got i got so many things that i just i'm in need of this and da 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 da, da but i have nothing except what is your except like I always say, a little bit is a lot of it in the hands of God. What do you have that you need? But you're not even using it. Don't be like me. With the dusty ceiling fans. But I literally have the tool that would make it so easy. I just don't want to put in the work. I just don't want to put in the work. I literally have the tool that can clean the ceiling fans in my house. And I'm not worth tater because I know that I have two people who will end up coming to my house. And I know that they got bad allergies. And then sometimes I'm hot, so I turn the ceiling fan on. My sister, always, she, my, she, my sister, okay, she loves the Lord, but she curses. And she curses me out all the time. But she gets mad because I'll turn the ceiling fan on now because I'm hot. Now she's cold. And now I got dust flying everywhere. <laughs> Not even being a good sister. Literally, I have the tool that can make my life comfortable and for the people I claim to love, but I won't even use. All right, I know I'm, I need one of y'all to hold me accountable, okay? Just give me until Friday. Just give me until Friday. Whether you shoot me a DM, whether you comment on this and be like, Victoria, clean your ceiling fans. And I'm gonna even say, you can harass me until I even show you a picture of said clean fans. I'm gonna, I, I want more accountability this year. I'm not even lying. So I'm given permission to be harassed because <laughs> I got it. 
And seeing that girl in the grocery store just triggered something in me. So that's that. Listen, that's all I wanted to say. I didn't even mean to talk this long, but I just wanted to let the Lord use me. And as he was speaking, I'm just going to keep on relaying. And that's just going to be that. So y'all have a fantastic Tuesday. All right. God bless you all. Of course, if you are in N2L, which is the New Love Language Community, the course unlocked yesterday. All you have to do is log into your Thinkific account and you will get access immediately. It is already there as far as the road to healing so you can start your healing process. It is not too late to join if you want to at newthinglifecoaching.com and you'll see where you can join the monthly membership N2L. Come on in. It is only $59 for the first month and then it goes to $99 every month thereafter. You can cancel whenever you want to. Um, there is no contract, no nothing. You can just stand for one month. You can just whatever. Every month, as long as you are active, you get a free product that is going to be shipped out to you um, at your front door. It's about to get real cold, okay? So we're, we're getting We Will Win hoodies. That is what we are going to be rocking all of January. So y'all will be getting those shipped out for those who are coming into the N2L community. And it is just all about taking you on a journey, helping you with everything this year from healing to contentment, to self-awareness, to having an actual vision, to knowing how to date, communicate. We're talking about sex and purity. We're talking about finances. We're talking about womanhood. We're talking about submission. Every month, it's a new transformational course along with a product because we are going to unpack your love box. You're going to unlearn everything that you used to know, and we are going to brick by brick rebuild your new love language. All right. It is time. It is time. It is time. All right. But I love y'all. Y'all have a fantastic day and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.